Merkel Media. You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see what I'm lacking to place me? Since I rap in the basement But my come up is legend, is greatness I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal I can never quit now, I will never settle Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like Geppetto We in the same game, but I'm on a different level I passed it, gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket No fake round, but you feeling too plastic Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket Whoa. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be All the haters in heavy rotation You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Lost to a bunch of role players. Embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing for the Brooklyn Nets. I was impressed at the way Ben Simmons handled himself on the floor. I thought he was going to fold under pressure. Now, put up 11 points. Is that anything to celebrate? No. Of course, on TV, they're going to act like, oh, look, he has 11 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. Incredible game from Ben Simmons. Once again, the first player in NBA history to be celebrated for scoring 11 points. I mean, it's absolutely pathetic at this point. It's pathetic. Nobody else in the history of the game gets celebrated for scoring 11 points. Nobody. The defense won this game. The effort won this game. The camaraderie won this game. The ball movement won this game. And really just the sheer kind of anger that these guys had coming into this game. You know, as an NBA player, if you're George Niang, if you're DeAnthony Melton, if you're Shake Milton, if you're Montrez Harrell, if you're Paul Reed, you know you're not a top NBA talent. Like It's not like they think they are, right? You know that. But you still feel like you can ball. You still feel like, hey, I got to the NBA. I am in the National Basketball Association. I play basketball in the most skilled, most talented league in the entire world. Do not count me out. So I think that's the, that's the mindset these players have when 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 you know when everybody expects you to lose by forty. It's probably a little bit offensive, and then you want to go a little bit harder. You want to prove a little bit more that I can ball too. Um, I guess we'll go players of the game. Player of the game for me, DeAnthony Melton. DeAnthony Melton was an engine. From start to finish. The Anthony Melton, who I thought was a massive pickup in the offseason. And, you know, Memphis fans and all, you know, he's inconsistent. He what what you'll see why they traded him on and on and on. 
He's a bench player. I don't expect him to be a superstar. I just know looking at that kid's per 36 to be six foot two in the NBA and be averaging seven rebounds per 36 tells me you got the heart of a lion. And it's players like that that this team's been lacking for a long, long, long time. DeAnthony Melton has the heart of a lion. And he's one of those players where everything doesn't show up in the box score. You know what I mean? He was all over the floor. He had his hands all over everything. In the stat sheet, he ends with four assists, three steals, and a block. But it was way more than that for DeAnthony Melton. And every single time... This offense started to look stale. Every single time this offense started to revert into the ISO game, into the just stand around and look at whoever's dribbling the ball, every single time it happened, DeAnthony Melton hit a big-time shot. Every single time. The whole game. And so just offensively and defensively, he was insanely valuable in this game. Player of the game, Number two, who I have never, ever, ever said anything negative about, Tobias Harris. And I got to give credit to Tobias Harris, not just for this game in particular, but for also uh, looking as bad as he looked in the first half and then coming back and playing the way that he played. Tobias Harris in the first half of this game looked horrendous, atrocious, embarrassing, unbearably bad. All right. And that's why, you know, when the people come at you, dude, when one player has one fantastic half, it's like, oh my God, where's all the haters at? Maybe we were saying it because he sucked hundreds, literally hundreds of times. It drives me nuts when a player has a good game, and I love it. I wanna, I wanna congratulate him. I wanna, I wanna shout out and talk about Tobias Harris. But the people on the internet that want to berate you for ever saying something negative about a player because he suddenly, finally, stepped up and put a team on his back and did what he's paid to do is ridiculous. Somebody can have a thousand horrendous performances and then have one good game. And oh, what were you? You weren't saying that when he had a thousand bad ones. Yeah, I know I wasn't because he was having a thousand. You know what? Never mind. Anyway, Tobias was not good in the first half of this game. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Here we go. Tobias, when he's not catching the ball in the corner from Joel or when he's not feeding off the attention the defense gives to James Harden, Joel, and me, Tyrese Maxey, just ain't getting it done. And I saw a lot of ISO in that first half. And I saw a lot of Patty Mills Ding him up. And I saw just, I didn't see the aggression. I didn't see, I, he, he was shying away from contact. He was, he was shying away from adversity. And then something happened. He turned his ankle, goes into the locker room. And we're like, damn, Tobias might be out too now. We might be down all of our top four players. And something happened in the locker room. 
I don't know what happened in that locker room. man. Whatever they injected into his ankle, there was some super scion, just Sahara Desert lion blood. Is there lions in the desert? Something, name a jungle, something. Some kind of lion blood was in whatever they injected in his ankle. And he came back into this game. All of a sudden, he's driving to the rim and dunking the ball, using his size and strength in a basketball game. I was like, holy, thank you for doing it, Tobias. I mean, where was this for the past three years? But then he got on a roll, started feeling himself in that third quarter. And then he took over. Yes, you heard that correctly. Tobias Harris took over this basketball game. He had 18 points in the second half. Seven for 13, one for one from the three-point line, three rebounds, three assists, zero turnovers. Compare that to the first half, because I feel like he had a couple turnovers in the first half that were bad ones. There's no turnovers on here for a while. It's the first quarter. Um, he had three turnovers in the second quarter. And, you know, some of them were just bad, just the ball sliding right out of his hands, just dropping things, just getting the ball swiped off his leg, just going up weak. He was a minus seven in the second quarter. And in the second half, he was a plus 15. So I don't know what they injected in his ankle, but it brought him alive. It brought him alive. Tobias was huge. The Nets start out this game. Well, first of all, I want to say this. Doc Rivers starts Montrez Harrell. All right. And this is just, even when you look at the time of possessions, it doesn't make any sense. But I'll give him the fact that Paul Reed has foul trouble, right? So if you start Paul Reed, maybe he picks up three fouls in 38 seconds. And then you can't play Paul Reed the rest of the game. And Paul Reed is the only center you have on this roster who can play any kind of defense. So Doc starts Montrez Harrell. The fans on Twitter are like, what the hell is going on? How, how do you how do you come into a game starting Montrez Harrell at center? Um, but Doc was probably looking at it like, listen, it's Nicholas Claxton and Ben Simmons. Ben's not going to shoot the ball. You know, maybe Montrez can get in there, give us some offense early. And then we'll go with Paul. And that's kind of exactly what happened. But the beginning of the game, my God, it looked like a horrendous decision. And it looked like the Nets were going to blow this out of the water from the jump. This is a stat off the top of my head just by watching the game. Doc Rivers started Montrez Harrell at center. And again, I don't really fault him for the decision like I just said. But it went about as bad as you could have imagined it, it, it would go. Defensively. The Nets scored 10 points in the paint in 120 seconds. In the first two minutes of the game, the Brooklyn Nets scored 10 points in the paint. It's, it's, it's just a layup drill on that side. You know? On the other side of things, Montrez was giving you energy. He had six offensive rebounds in the game. He was just hustling, being that dog that he is, scrapping grabbing offensive boards. He had a put-back dunk, then he tries to rip the rim off. I love when he does that. It's even funnier that he's like not really a star player, but when he gets a wide-open dunk, he acts like he is. I just love it. Be yourself. Do your thing. 
But on the other side of it, he can't guard anybody at the rim. He he's just a six foot seven kind of offensive center. He's not giving you anything. Paul reads the exact opposite. Maybe you need to play them together. I don't know. Couldn't play them together tonight because they're only, you're only two centers. It would be nice to have that Charles Bassey guy, wouldn't it? But I digress. So Montrez has 15 minutes in this game. He's two for eight. Uh, he's six offensive rebounds, um, but was a minus 10. Uh, and I, I would beg to to guess that in the first quarter, he was probably a minus 9,000. Uh, and he was a minus one in the first quarter. If I could check the stats for the first 30 seconds, it was bad. But Paul Reed comes in the game, gives you exactly what you know Paul Reed is going to give you. Energy, defense, rebounding, flat out 100% effort on both sides of the floor. Yeah, when he shoots the ball, he looks like he never played basketball in his life. Yeah, when he when he gets the ball, shot clock's running down. He looks like, you know, listen, I'm going to say it like this. I was in York County Prison for four days one time. I was like LeBron James in, in, in prison flip-flops, right? The guys fresh off the boat, Africa, Mexico, Puerto Rico, wherever they were coming from, the countries where they don't play basketball, or they didn't. Bulls were shooting the ball behind their head like this. You know what I mean? Chucking the thing off the top of the backboard. The one Mexican dude called it Basket Street. That's what he called it. He tried to say street ball. He said basket street. When Paul Reed gets the ball and the shot clock's running down, he looks like one of those guys to me that just got here and never touched a basketball in his life. But he's going to give you flat-out effort. And no matter how bad it looks sometimes, you can never, ever, ever question that. Got a little ahead of, ahead of himself a couple times. Started feeling himself. Did a little around the back. Lost it. All right. Two turnovers. But 19 points from Paul Reed. 19 points and 10 rebounds. Three steals, two blocks, a plus 21. Let me say that again for everybody in the back and for Doc Rivers. Paul Reed in 31 minutes of action. Had 19 points, 10 rebounds, 5 offensive rebounds, 3 steals, and 2 blocks, and was a plus 21. Quit testing me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind because I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Test me, test me, test me, test me.